Hello and you are welcome to Dan and Dara Doability. This is episode 41. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, hello. Uh, back after a uh, long Christmas break. Yeah, a little bit of a hiatus, but yeah. it's good to be back. Yeah, I needed it personally. Um, I, I definitely needed a break. Uh, too much yeah. going on with college, too much work, too much stress. No, absolutely. I think it was good to uh, good to just take a break from it and come back at it refreshed. And when we're kind of at a stable spot with college and we've got that all kind of sorted from the Christmas break and stuff. Yeah, um, there's nothing quite like being stable. No. If you're, if you're a horse. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, last semester as well, Dan. More pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, just trying to take it a day as it comes, really. We've actually, as we're recording this, we get our results today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. I, I don't care. Yeah, okay. Really? Cool. Um, I know I made the decision before Christmas not to uh, worry about things too much. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the year. Um, I won't be back doing this again, ever. You know, I'm not going to go off and do a PhD or I'm not going to go off and do a master's or whatever the hell. Uh, that's just not going to happen. So I figure, right. you know, go and enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it for the bits and pieces that are there. Um, you know, yeah, And I'm gonna, definitely going to suit myself now for the last uh, kind of three or four months or whatever we have left. So I am looking forward to that. Um, cool. Where do you want to start, Dan? Um, well, I found an article uh, during the week that was talking about a young boy by the name of Sean Codd. Um, this this is an article in the in the Sun, and it talks about Sean who uses um horse riding as a form of physiotherapy, uh, because he has uh spina bifida. So yeah, initially he he did find it quite difficult just uh between everything and uh getting on the horse and stuff because but they do have hoists and things to get him on, which is great. Um and he has formed a very close bond with um his horse Ollie and uh one of the volunteers, Peggy as well. Which is great, and it's given him, according to his his parents, Brian and Brenda, it's given him a huge amount of confidence as well, mm. which is great to see. Um, and he's he's recently won um, an award at the RDS, actually, which is great. Now, we, we did discuss in one of our earlier episodes the work to do up in the Ratfarnham um Equestrian Centre, which is yeah. quite, which is quite similar with, for people with disabilities. They don't have the hoist yet, but um, I suppose that would limit the amount of people who can actually get up on the horse. Yeah, whether it's a small child who can actually horse onto a horse, or someone that's able to physically get up there themselves and stuff like that. But you know, yeah, I, I I've seen them with with kids and adults as well uh, going around. It's it's just, it is just remarkable. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and it, it's kind of. It's not necessarily something that you think of, like, immediately going, you know, this would work. Um, but I suppose, and as you said, Dara, you've, you've seen it. You've seen it working, and it is very, very, very effective. 
Um, and I I know from my experience, I like I I don't ride a horse that often. Um, purely because like my hamstrings are quite tight, so I I just can't kind of split my legs for that long. You got your skinny horse. Yeah. But uh, and like I I do I do enjoy it, but um, and yeah no it is it is very like freeing hmm. I suppose for me um one of the other things is swimming as well I love to swim because it's just you're kind of out of the chair and you're out of kind of restriction and you can just kind of swim and be free essentially um that sounds very kind of cliche. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose it does, but you know, it's it's a it's a fine cliche. Yeah, you know, I mean, I still I still want I I I still do want to take control of your wheelchair. Yes, and drive it around remote control. I mean, I I know that would be funny, and and I might actually be pitching something um, next week um, for drama, which is in relation to uh, remote control wheelchairs uses. Bombless balls of rollers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's another story. And I know. I remember actually you you discussing that with me, and to all our listeners out there, this sounds like an amazing idea. Um, I just love that bombless balls of robots as like. Yeah, I know. I think yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny, and I mean we can yeah, but it's not it's not even as bombless balls of robots. I think it's more it's more uh, a kind of a story about how we treat people with disabilities. Yeah, and. You know, we've often discussed it here as well. You're you're four years here. After you're leaving cert, you're going to get an honours degree. But the difficulties that you're going to face when you leave here. Absolutely. And that's something that even last night, actually, funny enough, I, I, I was struggling with it. Um, just, you know, in terms... I actually broke down a little bit last night just thinking about it because... Um, I was talking to one of my one of my lecturers about uh, just productions and because we had issues last semester with the production and uh, that yeah fucked you up I yeah right you're very polite yeah <laughs> maybe too polite yeah so yeah, well, maybe and that's not a bad thing Dan really to be perfectly honest you know what I mean because um, just sometimes I just open my mouth just to take one foot out and put the other one in. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's a nice balance, Dan. Yeah. Um, Ying and Dan. But one of the things he said to me was that, like, I, I've never had, I've never had like a, a problem with you or your ability to do to do work, or, and that that's 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 really nice to hear. Um, but then for me, at the same time, like, as much as I hear that and I do the work and I get the results and the results might be fine, right? There still is this thing where you feel like you're kind of battling against society's perceptions of you. Well, you will be. You will be, but it's even for you to go out to work after this. Yeah. It's not just the same as me applying for a job. Absolutely. You simply cannot go to work on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. but society doesn't allow for that. You'll have to have a fight with somebody for a care. Yeah. Or a PA, or sorry, whatever word we're using. PA, yeah. Well, it's either. So. Either or. I mean, it really, really makes a difference. Yeah. But you're going to have to have somebody with you. Yeah. And that's going to be Absolutely. a battle. And that person's going to have to be paid. Mm. And they're going to have to be of use. 
Absolutely. So it's not a sim- it's never going to be a simple job for you. And that's part of kind of what if 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 I get to go if I got to go and do the production or if I go ahead and do it. It's kind of referencing that to some degree because you want to be or you're capable of being a fine member of society contributing but then again it's how society's going to deal with you. Mm. Oh yeah, here's the what can we do with them? Well, listen, we can send them off to war and they can be bomb disposal robots. But somebody else is going to be controlling it. It's not like it's you doing it your choice. You get the same training as everybody else, but you'll be out in your wheelchair and sent into a minefield. Yeah. Doing something useful. Yeah. But on somebody else's terms. Yeah, absolutely. It's not on your own terms. And uh, that's actually, it's, it's interesting that you use that phrasing because it does feel like that sometimes then to think of it that you're kind of, you're living your own life, but you're not. No. Because you're living your own life according according to... Terms and conditions apply. Yes, yes, absolutely. That that couldn't be more accurate. Um, and another thing about it as well is that I'm kind of in the middle of uh, researching my, my second chapter for my thesis. It's on Me Before You, and I was... Uh, which is... It's... Um, I, I probably mentioned it a while back um but it's about a story about a man who is um is involved in an accident and is quadriplegic and he basically gives his parents six months and he's like i'm gonna go off to to switzerland all right yeah so they employ a personal assistant to try and kind of give him adventures and in the hope of... Yeah, starting out a bucket list for him, really. Yeah, essentially, and in the hope of maybe, like, changing his mind and things. And some of the the backlash I was reading, and, like, it's, it's understandable that it got it. You know, the backlash of, like, um, so, spoiler alert, he, he does... Uh, go through with the plan um, but just the backlash that they were receiving of like stop killing off disabled people in in film and things like that but it was interesting which I, I completely understand but from my point of view it's completely different I got a completely different message from that right I got a com- I got a message of here's a man who's disabled who is essentially in a relationship and falling in love with somebody and when I first watched that like I was like oh my god this is actually being portrayed and it's actually like it's actually possible and to be honest that was something that kind of struck me with it and I suppose the point that I'm trying to make in well I will be making in in the chapter is that why is it this kind of almost it's almost like a fairy tale type thing of like why can't the disabled person live happily ever after so to speak yeah uh, which I just find incredulous because it's like we're like we're still human, do you know? 
I mean, it just doesn't really make sense. But yeah. No, I know. I know what you're saying, and it's kind of like we're human. It's we're. It's it's the collective. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. It's like it's another. It's another section. It's like why are we even another section? Mm. It's like why are we even this kind of a we? A group together. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there a need for that? Yeah, we don't like look at ginger people as a collective group. Yeah. Well, we do to some degree, I suppose. <laughs> to just, some you know, degree. Yeah, it's always like taking the piss out of a ginger person <laughs> and kicking a puppy in the bag. I mean, there's no real reason for it. But yeah, but you know, it is. It's not like you don't group people with one legs together. One legs? One leg. Yeah. So why do we, you know, but is that something in your head though as well? Hmm? When you say we. Is it is it something in my head in... in you say we. We as disabled people. Do you know it it's not Is it is it I as a disabled person? Or is it I as Dan? I I as Dan is I <laughs> I mean it, I am my own person. Hmm. Um but I and I I suppose that's that's the nature of it in that because I suppose I've just gotten into such a a rhythm of saying it because I suppose I'm in a position where I can speak up for people who can't speak up for themselves. Mm. So you're you're kind of acting as a collective. Yeah. But there's still individuals in there. And I think it's a, it's the the frustrating part is we're not being allowed show our individuality because society's grouping us together. You are listening to Dan and Dara Doability. This is episode 41. And yes, we are back. Uh, and you can get us on... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify. Yeah, anywhere you can get, anywhere you can get a podcast. Much anywhere you can get a podcast. Pretty oh, much. And you can also get us on Go Loud. Go Loud, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, we have another story, Dan. We do. Uh, we do. This one is from the Super Bowl... Uh, over the weekend uh, and which the Chiefs won which the Chiefs won and uh, Mr. President Donald Trump managed to congratulate Kansas State yeah <clears throat> uh, I just thought I'd mention that because it's purely hilarious. oh dear god <laughs> um, but yes uh, this the sharpest tool in the shed absolutely uh, this is uh Christine Sun Kim, who is a sign language artist, um, has condemned um, Fox Sports for uh, cutting off her her um, performance at the Super Bowl. So basically, she was signing everything that was happening, and there was a designated feed that that Fox had. For the sign language, and in the middle of it, they cut off to a group of players' reactions. And it's kind of like, sign language is a visual medium, so you need to be able to see it. Yeah. Um, I mean, ASL has has come a long way in the States as well. I think it's The Walking Dead Yeah, have, have brought it in to season 9 or season 10. Yeah, season 9 I, or season 10, I, I think. I did notice as well, actually, that uh, my PA, Dylan, who we've had on before, uh, 
did mention that to me um, as a reference point for the mm. thesis as well, that there was representation yeah. of it. Uh, and it's people with, with conditions, it's not just people yeah. acting, which is, which is kind of Absolutely. very good as well. But I do remember Nelson Mandela's funeral. Okay. Uh, there was a guy sign la- doing sign language at that. Right. But he wasn't. He, this guy, Dan, might as well have been calling in helicopters on an uh, oil platform or waving in airplanes at an airport. Right. He wasn't a sign language person at all. Okay. He didn't know sign language. Something had gone wrong. I don't know. I remember even looking at it at the time going, now I don't understand sign language, but I was looking at him kind of going, ah, that's not, that can't be right. Right. Yeah, but apparently, yeah, there was, there was a big flow over that as well at the time. Um, you know, but you kind of have to look at just the, the, you know, the Super Bowl and, I mean, how many people are watching that? Millions. Huge. The money that's in it. The money that's involved. I mean, I, I think it's it's surpassed last year already. Um, and you even see the money that's involved with, like, putting together Super Bowl ads, even. Yeah, I know. Um, it's just like if you get a Super Bowl spot like ad wise you're made yeah uh, so yeah like mm. uh, we have mentioned Diff earlier Dan uh, the Dublin International Film Festival which has <clears throat> while our, our our good friend uh, Paddy Slattery already has his movie True but for us as students they have a new category this year yes um, for student uh, short films um, and we all I mean I had I put mine forward uh, the one we did uh, last year called A Blight uh, didn't make it through but we have been very lucky here that uh, two of our colleagues Dean Kavanagh and Ving Nong have their documentary The Belly the Beast has gone through and it's absolutely uh, I managed to to see a preview screening of it last semester kind of I think it was just before the final edits had right. been made incredibly powerful um, and like it, it's a simple concept. I think they've they've filmed one of the um protests right. that was going on in town around. Ving home. is just as a videographer, he is just absolutely oh yeah, outstanding, half class. yeah, half class. Um, and it's incredibly moving, incredibly poignant, and it's 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 raw as well. You know, there's no like flashy little effects on it it is raw it's real it's they're there they're filming it you know there's um the the visuals in it are just incredible um and i think because it is so as i said raw and and real it, it make it hits home even more um so yeah, I I think it's hopefully it's going to do very well, but it, it should because it it's incredible. Very good. Now we're not going to talk about the elections. We're not. No. No. Because <clears throat> just in case this kind of comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Which is and as all this moratorium, I mean, I mean absolutely <laughs> nothing to me, but I just don't <laughs> want to get into trouble for some strange reason. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. Black Maria pulled up outside the house and the lads going, excuse me, please, you take that out of the podcast, please, young men. We can't be having it. We can't be talking about politics right now. But we will have a chat about it next week. Yeah. Um, and hopefully by then we'll have a better, uh, I suppose, view of the outcome. Yes. And we can look at what people said they were going to do and all the amazing promises yeah. 
that have been made. Yeah. The pie in the sky nonsense. But health hasn't been exactly forefront of any of the debates that we've seen on television, whether it's between the leaders or everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, when you see them going around the country and, yeah, we promise you this and you can have this and seven camels for everybody and loads of stuff. Health, health in the broader sense has been there. Yeah. You but know, there's nothing... There's I mean, none. even education really hasn't seen a great deal. I know the Student Union here had a lot of the local candidates in yesterday right. um, for a debate and that went on. It was quite well attended, which was, which was great to see um, from a student point of view. But it's all been health, homelessness, housing, um, mm. you know, those big transport, those big ticket items and a lot of green stuff, um, you know, when it comes to transport and, you know, how much we're going to have to pay for that sort of thing and where, you know, parties are going to find money. But health or you know, disability, certainly, I don't think has been no. a big, a big thing. No, it's like I only heard the kind of briefings of like this disability strategy type thing about a week or two ago. Mm. And it feels like it's at the tail end of it. Like, Very much so at the tail end. I know they let things out at different times and don't tell us absolutely yeah. everything at the same time, but still, you know, that there's... Like, I will, I'll bring this up again. There's 13% of this population on this island... Yeah, identify as with a disability, whatever yeah, that is. 13%. Like, mm. that's a good chunk. Yeah. That's a massive chunk. Yeah. In, in a population of 4.4... Million? Something like that, yeah. 4.4 million. I haven't counted them all. But. Um, so, like, it is a massive amount. And yeah. the fact that it's not been... I mean, it's just... It's like we were saying earlier on about, like... And it's like James Coley said about living your life uh, with choice, dignity and respect. If we don't have the support there... That goes out the window. Yeah, clean out the window. So I think Dan, that's a good place to leave it. Um, and get angry for next week. Yeah. Do a little bit of research. That, that was a little teaser for our election. Yeah, we'll have angry Dan here next week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and ready to go. I have been Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you very soon.